0: On this week's episode, we play back our live reactions during the Fasters. During our competition last weekend, we you know, took time to record, talk about how we're feeling, talk about how the competition was shaping up. So we play those recordings on this week's episode and this week's episode is brought to you by bell lap track and field gear they had an unbelievable promotion for us uh during the fasters this week they're giving away an awesome customized brooks singlet one of a kind singlet so uh that's going to be pretty cool to whoever gets that but you know bell lap track and field if you're not already following them on instagram go do it now they're selling. Professional athletes' equipment so the professional athletes can get a couple extra bucks in their pocket, and you can get the equipment that is only available to the professional athletes. Go check them out. All right, let's get into it. This is Peak Too Early, presented by SAV Racing, featuring Mike Gendron, Trent Fontanella, and Steve Gendron. And I'm willing. To hey everyone, welcome back to the greatest running podcast in the world. Be too early. I'm one of your host, Steve Jenner. And I'm joined by Mike Jenner, who is not somewhere off the coast of Connecticut. He is right next to me. Mike, how you doing? Steve, I am simply happy that I just don't have to run today. It's not in the cards. It's not something I don't, I don't have to run tomorrow. I, I might take the next week off. And that makes me very, very happy. And as always, he is not at the house of Sav. He is at the Stoke Performance House, right next to me on my other side. We got Trent Fontanella. Trent, how you doing, bud? Oh, boys, I couldn't be better. The uh, the winner cannot rest on his laurels. I went out, got a run in this morning, training for next year's fasters. You know, that's what that's what the true champs do after the titles. They get that championship, maybe a couple of hours of celery which you had yesterday, and then you're right back on the grind. So I'm right there, boys. I'm ready to go. Yeah, it is Memorial Day. We are fresh off of bender season. We are still in Vermont. We had ourselves a day yesterday. It was a great time. Um, but I think we all woke up this morning a little hungover from the, from the brutal competition we just put ourselves through, through a brutal one-day bender season. And we're all kind of like, you know, you know, plotting our way around the house, kind of slowly picking things up, you know, getting ready to leave. And Trent comes down in his shorts and he's just like, all right, going for a run. And I've never wanted to fight somebody more than I wanted to fight you in that moment. I mean, what a complete jerk. Just in our faces, the champion is doing a victory lap around Burlington, Vermont, where we could barely even walk up and down the stairs. Listen, you hear the stories of like Tom Brady after the Super Bowl (laughs) getting a workout in the next day, right? Hitting the gym, that sort of thing. You know, that's who I am. I'm trying to be not just the greatest this year, you know, not one, not two, not three. I'm coming back at it. I'm trying to be a dynasty right now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean so you're you you reset the uh the clock in the gym to uh, the exact second that the the faster starts next year. So. That's right. I got 365 yeah. days to get there. Stare at it every day. Yeah. But anyways, we, you know, yesterday I think was a successful Bender season. We we had a good time. We we uh, you know, made our way through Burlington. It was it was a good time. This is such a cool city. I love it here. We we did a little bit of everything. We did the brunch scene, which I feel like is critical in you know burlington long weekend if you're not doing brunch switch back sundays yeah you don't yeah you don't belong here uh and we came back we played some viking lawn games shout out to to sister-in-law erin we we were rocking it out there uh and then you know we did the nice nice sit down dinner uh a little bit of bar hopping watch the celtics got pummeled um and then came back and closed it out with a little bit of throwing M&Ms all over the house. <laughs> yeah, I'm picking M&Ms up all morning. But anyways, we so if you haven't listened on our last podcast, our bonus episode that dropped on Friday evening, uh, we, we kind of had a recording of our feelings going into the competition right before we started, um, how we were feeling after the first two legs at like 5 o'clock in the morning, which was a pretty uh, entertaining to listen back to. But what we're going to do is throughout the competition, we recorded, we stopped, and we kind of recorded. So I think there's three different recordings during the competition, just kind of breaking down how we felt, breaking down how the competition was going. So we're gonna get into that right now. All right, so we just wrapped up leg four of the fasters. It was um, by far our fastest leg yet. By far my fastest leg yet um however I finished in a distant third um I ran a let's see I ran a 2610 we went in I went into this with a 645 mile down to 633 down to 613 back up to 650 heading up a steep uphill for the finish Mike and Trent what did you guys run you got your splits I right I got gotta right about here. So uh, total time, 25.27, as Steve said, a little bit quicker than we've been averaging. 6.27, 6, 6.27 straight downhill, 6.35, and then it, and then it got a little frisky. It's 5.58, and then 6.23 up the hill. So that was, Mike and I were, were just about together that whole time there. So take, <laughs> take me through this, because I just want to know why. I want to know why, I want to know what's going through your head because my thought process is, like, I could have gone with you guys there at the turn going into that third mile, but I knew that there was a chance that I was going to do significant damage to myself and that dropping a sub-six mile there, I probably wasn't going to return from that the same. So are you guys just that fit or what the hell is going on? I think I'm just trying to take advantage of how I feel at that. I, honest to God, have not gone into a single leg saying, like, this is the one I'm going to rip. I did go into this one in my last confessional and talked about how I felt like I could kind of sense that this was going to be a big one coming off of the gentleman's leg. I felt like we were kind of due for... Because we've had fast miles in here, right? Like, a fast, like... Broke the first two legs we dropped like a sub six mile but the rest of it was pretty conservative pretty chill it was just like big so i i, I kind of sensed we were in for a, a pretty big leg and uh yeah i mean it's very possible that uh, we did damage that in the second half of this competition is is going to catch up to us but i felt like i had an opportunity to try and create a little bit of a gap and give some comfort. Now, Trent, who's won every single leg so far, I, I wasn't able to, to drop him. But uh, I, I don't know. It, it, th- this leg changed everything, I think. Because we've talked about how the first two legs, crazy things happened, but I think this leg changed everything. Yeah, the first two legs were more like being crazy for the sake of crazy. Like when I went on the first one, that was a clear decision that I made about halfway through that, or on the downhill, going into the third mile. like let's do it let's get weird it's midnight already we're up here for the four by four by 48 i just want to i want to mix things up i felt like kind of frisky the last or the last leg really was you're in the race you tell yourself you know you've got a plan and then you see a leader kind of go and everything goes out the window and that was basically my second and my fourth leg where mikey was kind of feeling feeling himself and i'm like unable to let it go and I think it's the the idea of oh I get four hours off right it's not like you got those next four <laughs> miles like a marathon where you know it's right there it's like a well there's gonna be a break here I'm just I'm gonna go and I was able to have held up pretty well so far uh, even on just the treacherous silly courses that we've chosen <laughs> the, these, much every these courses were not as advertised we, we, we thought we had some flat course coming into this I mean that hill at the end of that especially when you drop a sub six mile in the third it's brutal. That last well, hill is when perfect. I booked it. I, I planned on us driving down to the flat part, right? So, like, I didn't plan a, plan for us to do every single run from our front door. So, that changes things, you know. If we if we're if we're dead set on doing every run from the front door, there's gonna be a brutal hill at the finish. For sure. It's just for sure. It's just a, a you know, it's just how it's gonna work. Um, but like, okay, I mean, we're a third of the way into this we still have two thirds left to go. And I agree, like I, going into this leg, this past leg, I felt like this was going to be a big one and I needed to bring my A game. And I was gonna, I had a certain pace in my mind that I was gonna run. And if you guys came with me, you know, you guys would come with me. If I was able to create some space, great. But I, I ran my pace. I ran my pace and I made the conscious decision saying, hey, I can't deviate from the game plan. So, like, this is either going to, for me, this is either going to, I think, set me up nicely heading into the second half of this competition, or it's, you know, it's over for me. So, if you guys can keep this up, then Godspeed. I'm out here executing my plan, but just know, we're a third of the way through this thing. Yeah, so shouldn't you be happy about what happened? I kinda am. I kinda you, am. you certainly didn't seem happy. Well, no, well, no, no, no. It's not that I'm not happy. It's like it was a little demoralizing. For it was sure, a little demoralizing sure. saying this is gonna be my my big leg and lose by, you know, thirty five, forty seconds. So there's a difference, right? Sure, sure. So I actually I'm I'm I feel like I'm in a good spot because I'm either I'm either gonna be in it to win it or, you know, I can pack it in, you know, before the end of it. But, yeah, I mean, my my plan hasn't changed since a month ago. I prepared myself to run the pace I, paces I thought I needed to run. I can't go any faster than that, but I'm ready to do that for 48 hours. I don't know if you guys are ready to do this for 48 hours. i, I got to be honest. I'm not sure either. I, there's only one way to find out. My, my plan has not been in place for the last yeah, month. I, it is changing constantly. The biggest thing that changed me, the way I was thinking about this was the first leg when you guys went with me. I thought for sure... You guys are going to let me go. And I thought it was going to be okay to have 30 seconds on somebody, a minute on somebody. We're talking about the penalties of whether you come back from like two or three minutes. And we're thinking maybe that's reasonable. But when you guys went with it there, it was like these seconds matter right now. And they that's did. when I felt the pressure to kind of like stay up uh, on each of these legs. so Because I think these, these are important seconds. Yeah, I mean in three of the four legs so far, we've had a sub six mile. I don't think that is sustainable for 48 hours. I, there's just no way. Unless you think differently. I don't know. I don't know. I, there's no way. There's no way that's sustainable. I and mean, we start getting the adrenaline pumping, right? We start getting to the home stretch here, and there's... Yeah, but adrenaline, when you're, when you're 40 hours into this, there's not going to be much adrenaline left. I don't know. But I, So here's the question, though, is how big of a damage difference... Was there between our whatever it was five fifty eight third mile and your six fifteen mile? I don't know. I I, get, I didn't get damage. I ran a pace I knew that I could push myself with no damage, right. and, and that that's a question I don't know really the answer to, and I I don't think we will know for probably. We've another, never like, done this before. Right? Yeah, this yeah, is brand probably, probably new for, for all, all of us. Not another three or four legs. Will we know the extent of that damage gap? But I guess I don't know. We just gotta wait and see. All right. Well, let's unless you guys got anything else, let's let's wrap up this recap and we'll uh, we'll probably hop on the mics in a in a few legs. So. Well Aaron almost burnt the house down. Aaron almost burnt the house down. So that was cool. The fire alarm yelled at us and told us The fire alarm's a bitch. Yeah, the fire alarm sucks. <laughs> Literally it talks at you. It, it talks at you, tells you that she's about to if we don't stop whatever we're doing, basically, that she's about to set off and I quote, a very loud noise. Yeah so yeah that happened we got neighbors upstairs so we didn't want to do that but yeah the fire alarm is i'd like scale the the wall to freaking open a window you missed that part Trent. i literally had to scale a wall and the windows up here not really uh if if you think if you think the six minute mile was what almost did me in today no 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 it was opening the window that almost did me in i'm looking at that window right now i don't know how you got up there (laughs) do some acrobats all right we'll we'll catch up with you again soon So we are at the halfway point. We just finished up stage six. It is just before 10 o'clock here. So we got 24 miles, 24 hours down. How are we feeling, boys? I feel better than I thought I would. I agree. I'm a little bit high right now because that 8 o'clock run was perfect. By the water, we had the nice sunset going on. I'm sure people have seen it on the gram with the, the beautiful backdrop for the run and i always feel pretty good after the runs it's the right before the runs. It's the alarm clock trying to get myself woken up that's where it feels tough so when we're recording this i feel pretty good i will say i was like feeling myself a little bit feeling good and like 98 percent of that last run i was still feeling real strong and then i let you nickel and dime me on that last till and i'm pretty pissed off right now like, so, so what do you, what do you mean nickel and dime what happened hey, like, i just let him get like four or five seconds on me on the hill on the up there and at this point it's a 20 second gap so every second counts and i let them i let them catch a couple on me so and that's the both times we've or two of the three times we've done the the lake view right it was working on that hill together and i was able to put a little separation so that's been that's that's been been an important part of this run is that hill there at the end well mike and trent are pulling away from me um i've had a couple rough uh rough turns here i mean here's the thing like i feel pretty good in the sense like i'm having the aches and pains but injury wise ability to run i'm fine i just i didn't prepare to run the speed that you guys are running and i just i can't keep up that pace and if i know i did if i did try to keep it up then i wouldn't finish this so i gotta just stay within myself i gotta run my own race that being said, we got twenty four miles and twenty four hours ahead of us. Anything can happen. You know, I I you know, I, I I I have a couple heroic efforts in me. So if 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 I'm able to keep it within somewhat reasonable striking distance I have a heroic effort in me ready to go at some point in the last couple of hours, last couple of stages here. I, I think this is far from over. It, no, literally, nothing important happens in the first half of this. Everything comes in the second half. And, yeah, I mean, obviously, if we can continue to knock out miles and stay healthy and stay on our feet, then it would be tough to come back from. But I am not ruling out anything. I, this is... I'd say the next couple legs is where the injuries start to, you know, rear their head. So... We got a long way to go. It's crazy that we're only halfway through. Because mentally, I feel way beyond that. Like, I feel like we are chugging like, our, like right along here. We're making solid progress. It it feels like I can see, you know, the light at the end of the tunnel, which is ridiculous because <laughs> we're only through day one. We've got a whole other night of running ahead of us and then all tomorrow. So, I'm not sure why I mentally... Are you guys feeling that? Like, does it feel like you're... We're, I, I think somewhere like this afternoon, it felt like we were kind of like clockwork or it yeah. was like... Run, eat, roll out, stretch, sleep, repeat. It was just like, oh man, like I'm in such a rhythm. I think the next two legs are gonna suck. So I'm they are, I'm, they I'm, are dre- I'm dreading the next two legs. I mean, I still think you know other like getting out the door. By far, the 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 hardest two legs have been the first two legs oh, yeah, of definitely. this. So like getting out the door, obviously we felt good and we 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 ran well, but. um the the next two are gonna suck i think once we get through that i think we'll be fine i will say though getting for me getting to the halfway point i i definitely feel like a little bit more of a mental barrier than i thought i thought that going into this last one was like geez we're still gonna have we're still gonna have left but being able to be like okay we've made it through one day we made it through half of it like i'm not injured i do feel a little bit like okay we've we've crossed the mental barrier like i feel i feel a little encouraged by it yeah i i keep thinking like let's just get through these next two legs because we know these two legs are gonna suck but once you get through those next two legs all right now you're well over the halfway point you have four to go and that's kind of where like it all goes down right is in those daytime last day legs so i'm just like mentally if if we can get through these next two legs we're kind of you know we're we're getting close to the bell lap we're we're getting close to the the home stretch here yeah i don't think you realize how important daylight is oh <laughs> and you making you get out and get your run it's it's good about it until you know the daylight disappears on you and you got two more like our first two we should have been the freshest on those right but yeah those were the hardest and it's has everything to do with the daylight do you think we've had long enough for like our body clocks to kind of shift to like not really caring about the time or i I probably not it's only been one day and (laughs) yeah we haven't exactly like set ourselves up for our body to be on like a different kind of clock like we're squeezing in naps as much as we can but we are all sleep deprived so i think our body just wants to go to bed yeah yeah um I agree. I agree. I think we're, you can't adjust in 24 hours. That's, just, that's impossible. Yeah. But um, can we talk about the route and, and can we talk about tomorrow? I do think that we should try to eliminate that finishing hill from uh, a few of the stages tomorrow. Well I think tonight we're doing our night run, right? So yes, we're, we're gonna be doing have, that twice in a row. If people are concerned about our hills, don't worry. We're gonna There's be still slugging plenty, the hills. Still tonight. Of hills to come. That's where the streetlights are. Uh I I can go both ways on it. I mean it's a crazy epic finish to each leg, but I, I definitely the idea of kinda of getting down to sea level and just running flat is sounds pretty appealing. And we'll be less concerned about how much time in between runs at that point. It's only be a couple legs to go, so i think i think what we should do is i think we should do we should so we do our two night runs maybe our morning run we do the hill then we do two in a row no hill and then we finish with a hill Mm. what do you think of that i'm good with that i don't even think we need to start down below either i think we can just start well if we want to take out the downhill we can do that no i mean I we can just start further back so you finish at the bottom of the hill you know what i mean That's not a bad idea, but that's a long. You walk back up the hill. Yeah, I like to have a car down there. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. drive back on up. Yeah, so that let's that's what we'll do is we'll do let's plan to do the hill in the morning and the hill to finish the other two legs. In between, we drive down to the base. All right, I like it. Go with that. Okay. Um, that sunset tonight was unbelievable. Burlington, Vermont is unreal. You get you get the. The sunset over Lake Champlain, over the mountains, so, like, the way the sun sets over the mountains, over the lake, you kind of get this, like, orangey-purple over over the water. It's pretty unbelievable. I don't think—you is is don't really get that kind of sunset anywhere else, at least on the East Coast. I think I'll appreciate it a little bit more tomorrow. I think I was still, like, frustrated that Trent got those seconds on me. So I, I was having a hard time appreciating it. I'll appreciate it tomorrow when I have a beer in my hand and we're sitting there and this, we're all we're on the other end of this. Yeah, we're we're in the heart of championship season right now, right? We got 24 hours of championship season left, but Bender <laughs> season is right around the all corner, right. and our beginning of Bender will be some beers, looking out over the water. Our place is right next to the water. It's perfect. You just walk 30 seconds, you look at that sunset. It's gonna be the start of a nice little bender season for us. I can't friggin' wait. It's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be awesome. All right. Well, uh, unless you guys got anything else to say, I say I, I think we should sign off for the night. Get ready for the midnight stage. Let's go hit the hang. Let's do it. See, I think Thai or Indian. I used to be all Thai, but I'd say recently I'm shifting to being I might prefer Indian I, or Thai. i like the Thai right now. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Thai, but it's in Thai and Indian. I'm a big Korean food guy. Mmm, a little Korean, Korean barbecue. I like Korean. I like. Oh, I don't think I've had a lot of Korean. Oh, the Korean barbecue. place, That's really Oh, yeah. into that right now. Oh, this is probably not a top three, but another recency buy is Mediterranean food. Oh, my gosh. That's. Oh, Mediterranean oh, that food is so yeah. good. Yeah. That's Megan's fave. We're gonna have to go to Yamaz. I wanna try that this time around, like. Yama's house? No, Wait, did not tell them. I was telling it's about so it, yeah. Good. Is that it real good? Yamaz. That's the name of the restaurant. But I don't think it's like Yamaz. <laughs> it's like some Greek word. Yeah. It sounds like an eighth grade junkie. Hey, where you want to get food? Yamaz. Okay. Okay, so we are through stage nine and we are preparing for stage ten. So we got three legs of this left. Um I am officially not out of the competition, but I am no longer in the running for the win. Yesterday, kicked the crap out of me. I'm just, I'm just in it to finish this thing, um, which is going to be a challenge getting through the next stages. I mean, I'm, I'm just out there slogging away. Uh, Mike and Trent just were in way better shape and way better runners at this, uh, at this point in their lives than I am, and I gotta, I gotta, I gotta find a way to pull it together, but. You guys are still crashing it out there. I wish we recorded after leg eight. Yeah, don't compare don't me to Mike at That's this point. I, I wish, because this will have gone way different. Can we, can we get to leg nine in a little bit and start, yeah, with, yeah. The, can we start with the night runs? Because a lot happened. We have a lot of stories to tell, and I don't want to be take away from those legs by, by bringing my negative energy towards leg nine. So, okay, yeah. Yeah, so uh, it, Steve, I, I saved Trent's life. That's what I'm trying to get. Okay, well, it's, I, I it's all Translife. it's all a blur to me, and you guys were far ahead of me. So why don't you take the floor and tell us the story about how you saved life. I saved Trent's life. Well, so it sounds like it sounds like a poor decision in the uh, in the competition. Agreed. Mode. Knowing what I know now, after like nine, I probably should let the, the truck just crush you. <laughs> so. It's getting tougher and tougher to wake up for these runs, right? Especially the midnight, the 4 a.m., and even just that last 8 a.m. I mean, that alarm is just tougher and tougher to respond to. So I think when we're out there, I'm getting a little sloppy, to be honest. You know, I'm not picking my feet off the ground like I as high as I should. I'm not maybe having my head on a swivel out, especially when it's in the middle of the night. So I actually would describe your running form as having your head on a swivel. Yeah? yeah i mean, uh, you're, I mean you're, normally you're, you're a big, big time true, head swivel true, big time head is going absolutely everywhere when i lose <laughs> a little bit of uh a little bit of energy but uh yeah i mean there is there's one point mike mike, mike should tell his first story and i can tell the second story but what you want me to tell the truck story you tell the truck story all right so we're coming up hill part so like we're we're moving pretty hard we're putting a lot of effort in and i can kind of see out of the corner of my eye a truck is coming up to a stop sign and i kind of just have a sense about me that this truck does not care about us approaching i believe he saw us but i don't think he cared about us at all and uh trent seemingly didn't seem to be paying attention and this truck waits until we get like basically to the curb and just floors it across the intersection and i physically prevented Trent from stepping at like, I grabbed him and pulled him backwards, saving his life. This was the big one. We probably had about three incidences. Yeah, and two, two of them were smaller, and I kind of just gave you, like, you know, the mom breaking in the car, throwing at her arm to, like, stop you, you know, from going forward. I gave you one of those arms, but this one, I had to physically remove you from the street. Be- people are reckless drivers out there, but... <laughs> I, I, I mean, saw the truck. It was I also definitely. Like, I know, definitely saw the truck. I just kind of was going, and probably a little too hot. Was thinking it would come to a stop, right? Because technically, we probably had the right away. But I, I will admit, I misjudged the situation. Now, if you weren't there, do I think I would have been hit? Yes. I think I could have. I think I could have slammed no. the brakes on potentially. So I can't give you full credit for saving my life. You're a bowling ball, Trent. Once you get going, it's true. It's hard to stop that momentum. It's true so yeah i think again just a side effect of the lack of sleep the lack of focus and then the second little story was just coming down one of these hills and i don't know i i kicked the sidewalk and i was going down one of those things where you just like you know you're just swearing in your head like this is gonna be terrible you know falling in one hand my other hand's out to try to just like stop the fall and I really don't know, like how I hit it. Like I jammed my finger into the sidewalk, but managed to like stay up. I think it was a steep enough little downhill, where the like you know the ground's further away because it keeps going downhill, and I was able to kind of recover. How, is that how hills were? Yeah, yeah. I wish you guys okay. could see me. I'm doing a visual with my hands right now. But uh, Steve, it might be the sleep deprivation talking, but I swear to God, he was parallel to the ground. Like there, this was some Matrix shit. There's no reason he should have landed back on his feet, but somehow, some way. You did. That shook me awake. Even more than the car. That was like, whoa, Trent, you have to get your act together here. It's dark out and you're going to kill yourself. So I I think, you know, since we're on the topic of the night runs, we're on the topic of the night loops, we haven't really given enough credit to how brutal these night loops are. And so just to kind of, I think we may have talked about it earlier in the episode, but... We wanted, part of the reason we're in Burlington is we wanted a scenic place to run, and we're right on the water, so we have a beautiful place there to run, but we also wanted some type of, like, city slash, you know, well-lit area to do at, you know, when we run at midnight, we're running at 4 p.m., so just we're not, you know, running in trails and, and pitch dark and relying on headlamps, so Burlington was the perfect spot because we have the lake, we can, you know, run around downtown. And the, the loop that we created, it's a two mile loop, so twice is, is four miles. The first mile is just straight uphill and the second mile straight downhill. And that first mile is absolutely brutal. It is such like a grueling hill that only gets like progressively worse and progressively steeper the further you get into it. And it is just, I mean, last night I was running, I think it was the, it was the four o'clock leg and I was going up that hill And that hill had just been chipping away at me for for two days. And it broke me last night. Like, I was just... I was in so much pain. I was, like, pissed at myself that I wasn't keeping up. That hill just sucks. I hate it so much. It's so long and brutal that I had to, like, mentally break it up into three parts. Because you have the first climb that's not super steep, but it's a little bit long. And then you get to a nice flat part. So, it's like, all right, you just got to get up that first part. And then... Church Street. So, for people that know Burlington... It, it you know we start near the water and then it flattens out for about a little less than a quarter mile once you get to Church Street, but then it right. ramps up real quickly. Yeah, so you get you get to the flat part and then I was saying this trying. I just had a little mantra in my head and it was what was it? It was YMCA light. Then you fight because <laughs> the first checkpoint is like there's a super steep part to the YMCA, and the YMCA is on your left and it's like all right now I I can see kind of the top of the hill because there's this blinking red light. So it's like now I've got the YMCA. I just got to get to that red light. But then you got to fight because you have one more block after the red light and that block between the red light and the top of the hill it's the worst it's the worst that's the worst stretch of running in america i swear to god it's horrible when when it's dark out right and it's i mean a massive hill. you're just staring straight down on your feet the whole time so you get to know like a lot of little like oh i know every crack every every you know you know Curve on that entire the, the stretch. Little, the little uh, shitty table on the right-hand yeah, side. Yeah, though? Yep. the orange and orange and white yeah, table. Yep, yep. It's like every single time, it's like, that's such a weirdly colored yeah. table. <laughs> to me, it's the, it's the bump coming out of the, I think it's Willard Street where the light is, and then it is like like two steps mm-hmm. going straight. Like the <laughs> sidewalk is like just like a set of stairs for a second before you kind of cruise back into it. It's, that always is like, man, I got to power up this. <laughs> oh, so brutal. So... Before we get into, like, nine here, the 4 a.m., the second time we went up the hill, that that changed the... I know I've said some things have changed the competition. That hill changed the competition because we, we weren't taking any prisoners on the hill. I mean, we were pushing the hill every... Let me rephrase. Trent was pushing the hill every time. And yeah. I was just hanging on. Dang. And all the hills I was able to get, kind of get through, I was thinking to my like there I almost broke on that hill it was like and you know once you get to the top of it you're downhill for a mile so it's like you just got to get to the top yeah. of that hill and I was saying earlier I think if that hill was five feet longer Trent might have broken me right there because it it was that that was a a bit of a turning point yeah. and the, the downhill is an interesting dynamic because I don't think anyone is trying to like put space on someone on the downhill there at this point in the game. Cause like I'm, first <laughs> night, told, yes. First night, but I just told you stories about I almost killed myself, like multiple times just like being out of control. So the downhill is like, like Nike and I, I think it was understood when we got to the top of the hill together, we were gonna finish right, together. if you could survive the hill, if you couldn't break each other on the hill, then you were probably gonna finish together. That's the good and the bad part of the downhill the downhill once you make that turn onto South willard, it's like the most relief you've ever felt, yeah, it's just so really, but the bad part is is like not a whole lot's gonna change like i think i think the second the second uh probably the four o'clock loop going up that hill the second time i probably i probably ran like a ten forty five mile it was just absolute, just one foot in front of the other and then i I think I ran like. Maybe a six fifty coming down the hill. Yeah. It's just like it's just like you, you know, it's like one of those things like yeah, you can push hard and go a little faster or you can just ride it and it just takes you in. Yeah, oh, we, so. we would see Steve and we only saw you yeah. on the downhill. I'm like, oh Steve's holding up, okay. And then when you stop walking, you could tell that your your body is shot. Yeah. But Yeah dude, I <laughs> my quads are so locked up. Um and then I'm like I was having breathing trouble. Like I'm still kinda in, but it's it's definitely feeling better. But like I couldn't, I couldn't breathe deep without like going into a coughing fit. It like was painful to breathe deep, so I was just breathing shallow. And so going up that hill is like, there might actually be something wrong with me. But I'm fine. We'll we'll finish this. We we don't have any more major hills. But one more major hill. But that's it. Yeah, I mean when we got in from the four o'clock last night, uh, I thought. There might be a hospital trip in our future. <laughs> I, th- I thought you might. We might need to go to the emergency yeah. room. My girlfriend, Nurse Megan, over here was like, "I wish I brought my stethoscope. <laughs> I need to listen to these oh, lungs." I'm right glad. Down. I'm glad you didn't tell me that because that would have freaked me <laughs> yeah. out. I might not have gotten out <laughs> for the nine o'clock. Or for the for the ninth stage. But all right, I think that's all we got to talk about. Right. I'll see you guys it next time. Might be worth mentioning in the morning run. <laughs> all right. Yeah. I I don't even know the story. So I mean, there's just not much of a story. <laughs> Basically. So the, the other loop we're doing, not the big hill one, but it's a bike loop. So you go steep downhill at the beginning. You, you're you on a flat, like perfectly flat ground the for- The best, the Probably, best probably I, well, like a little over three miles of the, more than that, three yeah. and a half miles of the whole thing. It's the last up, the last like quarter mile, half mile is straight uphill, but most, you're mostly flat. And it feels like every run we've done on the bike path has gone pretty much exactly the same, right? The first mile, we kind of ease into it. The second mile, We've been kind of making it honest. And then the third mile is where we've really put down some fast times. And everything was kind of going according to plan. We got to the two mile mark, I was feeling good. And I gave Trent a couple steps. I was physically like, I still felt strong. I just couldn't turn it over like I had been. I I couldn't get like that speed that we were doing. I was pretty much just staying consistent at the speed that we had been at the whole time. And when I gave Trent a couple steps, and we've been kind of talking about this, right? Because we've pretty much been finishing every lap together, maybe a few, like, seconds here and there, but pretty much been together. But there's been this, like, mutual understanding that, you know, at some point, either someone's going to have to make a huge move or we just keep pushing those middle legs enough that somebody is going to get some space right and Trent got like probably like four or five steps on me and then he recognized I could kind of see him he tried to make it look like he was like looking over at the lake but he was looking to see how much he had on me he had probably like five (laughs) or six steps on me and then Trent hammered Trent went down to like 615 620 and I mean I still ran like a 645 mile but I just couldn't I couldn't cover that gap, and that was a huge move. That was a huge move. I mean, we still have three legs to go. This thing's far from over, anything can happen, but we may look back at that five or six steps as when the competition changed, for sure. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't really the plan going into it, you know. As the guy in, that had the lead, I was just like, gotta cover Mike's moves at this point. Gotta cover Mike's moves. But you're right. When I felt like there was a little space there, and then that that bike path is just perfect for running, right? there's a little like soft, like gravelly part on the side of the the paved mm-hmm. path that you can kind of get into if you're running by yourself. And it's just the the slightest even of little downhills when you're you're coming back back on it. And so if you're feeling it. You know, there was no wind out there this morning. I was like, all right, we just right, let's see if the legs will roll. Got to get to the hill. And then the hill was just, you know, survived the big uphill to the top. But, uh, yeah, it was it was not planned going into it. It was definitely, like you said, I kind of sensed it. And I was like, all right, just got to slow and steady push this thing. And and, and then I, I still felt, even though you were like had put a gap on me, I still felt good enough. Like I said, I was still going like 645 pace. Then the hill i i struggled big time up the hill i mean i almost threw up in front of a nice little family with three kids i had to like i saw for like two seconds was driving heaving behind a tree and little kids were like staring at me um so and chris threw a camera in your face and you yeah and then i cursed off I, it, we we waited a couple hours to record this if we had recorded this two hours ago i it would have probably gone a little bit differently i was pretty pretty frustrated and upset but you know we're an hour and a half from the the noon o'clock and uh you know we'll just strap the shoes on and go after it again, I guess. I guess so. all right, well, call it an afternoon get uh get ready to go run, I guess. I guess, so then else we can do. <laughs> all right, all right, and we'll probably record after after the competition next, so we'll uh we'll talk to you then. <laughs> all right, so the fastest. Has concluded. Trent is the champion. He is the undisputed champion. He's the people's champion. He's the runaway champion. He absolutely dominated the field. Uh, I'll start off by saying I'll start off by congratulating Trent on a dominant performance from night one, from run number one. He he put the hammer down and made a statement that he was he he wasn't fucking around. He was here to to uh, take souls in the in the words that's a similar light being cracked right there in the words of David Goggins he was here to take souls he was here to win this competition beyond a shadow of a doubt uh, so congratulations to Trent before we get into uh, kissing Trent's ass and congratulate him I also want to say I'm very impressed with Mike on this competition he he went head to head with Trent the entire way Trent was able to pull away with with a with a with a lead in the last couple legs there, um, but Mike had a very impressive uh, impressive competition. I did everything I could to to, cool. to finish. Yeah, hold on, let, let me. I want to say I'm, you know, obviously it was wasn't your weekend as far as time goes, but leg seven you were in a dark place. Leg I mean that's a lot of very my, dark. That's a long way to go in a dark place, and this challenge is not easy. So. I think, shout out to all of us for finishing, but I, I think you pulled it together and I don't think anybody is surprised that you did. I didn't compete, but I will say I'm proud of it. Like, like yes, I was in, for some of those legs, I was in a very, I was in a, I was in a dark place. I had to do some soul searching. The thought crossed my mind several times. Am I going to finish this? And I was able to finish it. And you know what? I'm gonna chalk it up for a win for you, boy. Listen, we should all be proud of ourselves and pat ourselves on the back, but I should not be the last person to talk on this podcast. I am the fastest champion, 2021. Steve said it, it was a dominating performance from the get-go, y'all couldn't hang with me. And uh, I'm feeling good right now, I'm feeling good. I went out there day one. I really swear I was thinking about making it weird. And then after doing our first loop, I was like, all right, let's do it, let's make it weird. And I think that was a statement for me that I wasn't sure if it was going to burn me or not. But that was an important statement. It felt good to be in the pole position to have the lead over the fellows as we went through. Um, it set the tone right away. Yeah. It set the tone right away. And, yeah, I mean, honestly, it, like you were going to win this no matter what. Because like, you, were, you were in phenomenal shape. You ran it very well. But I don't know if the win would have been as dominant if you didn't set the tone in that first run. Like taking the lead right away, putting, cause like I could have seen a scenario where, so that first first loop that we did on the two mile loop, the first loop we did was at 820, 830 pace before you cranked it down to like sub six, right? I could have seen a scenario where the first one, two, maybe even three loops was a gentleman's pace, just feeling it out, getting ready for it. Um, but you set the tone right from the very beginning that every single every single leg is going to be a grind if you're going to be in the lead. And you know what, like the way I envision this going is I envision that, that when we got to day two, when we got to leg nine, 10, 11, 12, it was going to be a slog like it was for me. Like it was a slog. Like I had to like just plod along some of those times and just get through the run. And that's how I thought it was going to be for all of us. But you and Mike... You and Mike were legitimately racing every single leg, which is just blowing my mind. Well, so, and, and that's what I was going to say, right? It, it was a dominating performance because you, you know, clearly showed at the end that nobody was was going to beat you. But, the, the well, first of all, shout out to Nia Atkins. You just took the 800 meters. I'm, I'm watching that live, so I just had to say that. Uh, not to take away from your moment, Tranny. God forbid it I take away from your moment. Um, but you set the tone early and I think you put like seven seconds on me in the very first leg. The problem is having the lead that early and just like getting a little bit of a gap. I think you were able within the first like six legs to open that up to like 15, 20 seconds or something like that. But it put the pressure on me and it made, it, it really put you in a comfortable position and me in a very uncomfortable position because I at all times had to think about, at some point, I'm going to have to get that back, which means at some point I'm going to have to break you. Where you were like, I just need to not get broken, right? And, and Mike, if you were to go back in time, right? Because when Trent, when Trent took off, your first thinking was like, he's being an idiot. I'm going to sit back. Now, in your, in your fourth mile on, that, on, on stage number one, you were in an incredible mile. Close the gap. But say you had gone with him. Say when, he, when Trent made that move on night one, say you had gone with them and there was no gap after night one. this is a very different competition all the way through. You were, there was never he was always in the lead. like there was always like, mm-hmm. but if you if you had just stayed on his shoulder and it makes it different because Trent had the, had the, had the advantage knowing no matter what happens, I have the lead going into this like. You know what I mean? I, I agree at the end of the day, though, I think. Trent was gonna win this no matter. I, I, just yes. because, but it so, becomes. Well, all I'm saying is it becomes a different competition. It does. So, so Trent got out to the lead early, right, and he was holding it. And then for the the whole middle of the competition, we went into what I would call like a stalemate. Like we were crushing runs, but we were pretty much doing it together, right? Like nobody. Th- there was the understanding that like you were trying to hurt each other and tire each other out, but there was no like crazy moves. It was just consistent fast paced that you knew like in the long in the long run was was going to hurt people but there wasn't any of the crazy moves that we saw in the first like so i would say like legs like 4 through like or maybe like 3 through 9 was just this stalemate of hard runs at like 640 pace nonstop and then it wasn't until the leg oh man we threw that one crazy one down but it, it wasn't like number like number four Leg, yeah like number four the, the leg that i'm really proud of but i somehow managed still to finish 25 seconds behind you guys like yeah hey, it was that was the leg that was the leg where it was like oh shit like this is not going to be good for me right <laughs> and then I knew I was running out of time, right? Because this stalemate had just continued. Trent had opened up the gap a little bit more. He he did some work on me on leg nine, and then held me off in leg ten. I tried to put big move. Leg eleven came around. It was like I was in desperation mode. He he had just been hanging on and slowly nickel and dime me, taking advantage of every opportunity. And I made for for all intents purposes a, a pretty solid move and. In leg eleven, I made it early. I made it in like at the mile and a half marker, and I went. I I went. I was able to gap you, but you were able to reel me back in, and that was that was the competition. Yeah, I had a massive mental advantage by having that that first victory on that first leg that we ran there. Because as you said, Mike, we were together a lot of those middle legs, and it went back and forth between let's kind of work together on this hill to to be strong as we both, you know, wanted to keep the pace honest to a little bit of like, ooh, maybe I will break him here, but the other person wasn't breaking so we're staying steady. And I still think you had the mentality of like, this is gonna be a long weekend. So like when, I think it was leg, we just mentioned leg four, kind of our second one on the lake, where we really pushed it. And we were side by side to the hill. And then I think you were like, I'm not gonna burn myself on this hill right here. Well, hey. I, I felt pretty comfortable. I was like, if I can keep this within a 30 second gap, I have a chance, right? Cause I, I knew you had the advantage, but I was like, all I have to do is give myself a chance. And you never know in this game, right? At any point somebody could, get injured or hurt or or just have a horrible leg. Yeah. So I was like, if I can just keep this within a 30 second gap or even a minute gap, then I, I at least have a shot. So my mentality in the middle legs are like, I don't need to do anything crazy. I just have to keep this close and give myself a chance at the end. So that's where being together Really was a factor because if we were separate, I do think because I was going into thinking there could be swings of, of several minutes. I mean, again, we talked about on the podcast last week about what a real penalty should be is five minutes. Too nobody long a slept in. No, yeah. nobody. nobody we, that which is which is unbelievable. Nobody slept in. Nobody slept in. But there's also no there was no sneak attacks because we were all running right next to each other. So I had my eyes on you, Michael, the whole time. Now we we were doing this separately. I guarantee there would have been uh, moments where we all like ran a minute faster than sure. everybody else. Sure. But when you're all in the same spot and like being able to watch everybody, and you know, there's no way, you, I mean, you could sleep in, but I mean, I heard alarms from you guys like yeah. every morning. Like, we yeah. were hearing the alarms, it would have been really hard to sleep in um, this entire weekend. So, being together made the gaps so much larger than they actually were because a few seconds is like I got my eyes on like the whole time. You know, yeah. I don't know, I don't know what you think, but it definitely seems like for. The middle legs. There was almost like a mutual unspoken understanding that nobody was gonna do anything like out of this world's crazy, but we were going to slam runs. Like it was like we're gonna push runs, but we're not necessarily going to make like huge moves. It it was weird. I don't know because I I I, it, I I talked about it in one of my um confessionals. It was like it was almost like a respectful, cordial understanding of like we're in this for the long haul right now and and but it quickly turned in the last few legs when we could tell it was like all right this is a race now this is this is no longer just trying to like hurt each other this is this is a race yeah i felt the same i think there's a point there where and i felt it right up to the last leg where i kind of got on a groove of kind of getting amped up from each leg where i didn't it wasn't exciting me to go out and just like sit and try to like run slow enough to be you know right next to you guys or anything like that like after leg I don't know probably like four I was like I'm amped up that mode I'm in that mode we set the tone from leg one or was like we're pushing this thing right through and then I just I got in a motor I just wanted to ride that so yeah you're right there was like that let's push this let's push it and then if I could stay stronger than you at the end great but if not don't kill yourself too early uh type of situation but once I made that move and you overtook me I mean somehow you still had more in the tank too because you crushed the 12th the 10th when you held off my move like i don't know legs 10 10, 11 and 12 were pretty mentally demoralizing for me because it was like i was in there throwing haymakers at you and you were just fighting them off easily so so and i think you two are both you're sneaky good at this like extreme endurance competition, right? Because if I take like an honest look at like who I am as an athlete, who I am as a runner, yes, I am further past my prime than you. I'm a little bit older than you. I might be a little bit heavier than you guys. So like that, but I was never, like even in my prime, I would have struggled with this type of competition. I am like, even even right now i think you put us all on the starting line we got to go race a five mile like it's going to be competitive like we're the three of us are we just be, ran one it was very competitive. I mean, it was very exactly exactly but when we get into this intense intense like endurance competition you guys have something in you it's just something about you as an athlete that i don't i don't really have and i've never had as a runner like i'm a grinder with the best of them. Like, when the gun goes off to that starting line, we're going to grind. When it comes to multiple days, when it comes to long distance, you guys have this ability to bring it to a new level that I don't really have. And it's pretty impressive. I mean, you know, and, in, 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 like, there was, <laughs> for, for the second half of this competition, for when I could see you guys, you two grinding it out, it was well done. So I think you guys need to give, give yourselves a little credit as, like, you know, having this ability to grind out, like, long distances, like, extreme endurance competitions. Yeah, I was was thinking, because I I do think for whatever reason, like, stuff like this, like, Ragnars, for whatever reason, are suited for me. Like, I I feel like I compete well. But it's weird how this stuff translates, right? Because, like you said, we get on the line in a road race. You have the mental edge over me every single time, right? And it's like, I your ability to break people in a, in a road race has like been what you built your career on so i just don't understand like where the line gets drawn and like how that this stuff well, maybe, like it, it's crazy like i don't understand well, it, what, but. what i'm saying is is like maybe you should lean into this a little bit maybe there's like uh, some there's some area of your like athletic ability that you haven't fully explored yet the what well, okay, I, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy <laughs> <laughs> all sorts of weird stuff yeah we so I'm like I think with that the one thing Steve that you just didn't have that we had this weekend like Mike and I I don't why well, you guys kicked the shit out of me let's be let's be clear you guys like there was going like I was I, I did the leaderboard because I was doing the graphic for the leaderboard and uh, after like 10 I was like wait a second how do you guys have a half an hour lead on me? <laughs> I was like I was like I was like we we I was like two minutes behind you guys at like six. And now you have a half an hour lead on me. I didn't understand it, but Well your your body did not respond the way that... you know happened. what, like I could I could train for a year and I I would definitely do better than this, but I still think you guys beat me. Yeah, and I'm just saying, but again, your body was the big the biggest starter difference, right? Where you were having trouble down the sta- Like where you were at like leg six or seven glass stairs is where I was at like leg eleven, right? Or like the mm-hmm. last couple it was taking me a while to get rolling. Um, but you were you were there just waiting for it. So the body reaction was there. But and I think it's probably something that's shared by all of us, but something that kind of really comes out is I love this shit of, like, how weird and how, like, sleep-deprived and nutritional, like, messed up we're all going to be. Like, that's the kind of thing that just, like, gets me, I don't know, gets will me you, excited. Well, you bring me my next point where it's, like, even though I'm not good at it, I really enjoy it. Yeah. I, not no, I take that back. I'm going to say I'm going to retract the word enjoy. I'm going to try to find yeah. a different word for it cuz I was talking about it, even you guys were all cuz you know when we finished we had a couple Miller lights watching the sunset over Lake Champlain and I even threw it out there saying like you know and I talked about this on an episode a couple episodes ago this this idea of like once a year you got to push yourself to the limit and you know as as painful as it was as much as it sucked I promise you the three of us are going to look back on those three thirty wake-up calls fondly we're going to look back on standing at that light getting ready to do the downtown loop in the middle of the night in so much pain we're going to look at it fondly we're going to look back on this entire experience fondly and we're going to be able to take a sense of pride from it we're going to be able to take a sense of accomplishment from it and be able to apply it to other things in our lives so like you know I'm getting kind of I might be getting a little corny a little sappy right now but I really do think that like if you have the ability to push yourself if you have the ability if you're lucky enough to have two legs that work and you have the ability to go out and run I think it's important to use it and I think it's important to push that to the limit every once in a while not a lot not a lot. That's why I get on ultramarathoners. I think they're, they're some of the weirdest people in the world. But every once in a while, I think it's very important to push those limits, push those, push those abilities to the limit. Yeah. We, we kind of talked about this, too, after the race over, over a Miller Light or so. Um, and I, I I agree with all that 100%. I think the other element of it, too, is it's like some of the things i love most about when we were like college runners is you know being part of a team and this commitment to, to one goal where it's like you know every minute of your life counts when you're when you're an, when when you're an athlete right your your meals your nutrition you know getting to the trainer's office getting your you know stretching and flexibility your strength and getting to practice you know, do, doing all the little things, every moment matters. And I think there's some kind of like bond when you're an athlete as part of a team that like, I don't know, there, there's something there that creates this this feeling, right? I, I, I don't know, it, it's hard to explain, but it's part of what we loved about being part of a team. And we always preach about, you know, that's why we're doing what we're doing is because we miss being part of a team. And I think this is like a small sample size of like, this weekend, every second mattered. And even though we were competing against each other, it was kind of like a group think, like, we're all in this together, you know, we're all rolling out of bed at 3.30 in the morning. We're all, you know, you get in from your run at 5 in the morning and all you want to do is go to bed, but we're going to take an hour to get some food, to hydrate, to roll out for 30 minutes, and then... You know, you know you're only getting an hour and a half. Of, you know what I mean? Like It's like that like collective mission that we're all on. It's like the outside world. You shut out the outside world completely for 48 we're hours. We're literally in a basement for, yeah. for 48 hours. Nothing else in the world matters. I'm not kidding. We're, we're, we're in an Airbnb that is literally a basement. No windows. We just, no TV. We shut out the outside world for two straight right. days. so nothing else in the world matters for 48 hours. It's just like you are completely and entirely focused on accomplishing one goal and i don't understand the psychology of it maybe you know my my wife can explain it to me one of these days but there's something you know in in that psychology that is a beautiful thing right and and that attracts you to it and and make gives you an adrenaline well, rush what makes I you want to do it again i think it simplifies life right where it's like You know, I had in I had emails coming in. I had other responsibilities, and it's like, you know, even when I go away on vacation, it's like, all right, check my email, do this, do that. Do I have to give a little bit of attention? But I literally couldn't give any attention other than to finding a way to get an hour's sleep, setting that alarm, waking up, going out running, going out running, and then getting you know some food in me when I come back. I literally couldn't do anything. But the task right in front of me and I think that was really healthy. Yeah. You know, and as as much as much physical damage I did to myself, I think like I you know, I, I've already talked about all the things I gained from it, but that's something I I definitely gained from it. It's yeah. very well said. I mean every minute is meaningful with it and you might not think just like laying down on your bed after a long run or a, the seventh leg is meaningful but it is because we were so sleep deprived so I mean I think we all rolled out and sticked out and stretched out more than we have combined in the, you know the past year probably, probably. for sure yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot of, I mean you were saying New Year's resolution was a stretch the last like two years so I think you you did it this year you're good you're good for stretching yeah, this uh, year uh, uh, yeah. but that not my then, quote <laughs> getting getting the food in you and it was just like very meaningful and then resting is very meaningful so it is very it's very meaningful and now and now we're gonna bender. very meaningful we're gonna and, have to and, and before we get off the off the topic of camaraderie and team i also want to give a shout out like we i think one thing we've done a lot of things we with this podcast but i think something that we've we've excelled at is the ability to create the team feel virtually and across the country and we did that like we were we were doing this with people like uh, you know paul joe ryan like like we felt like a connection to them virtually through this like they felt like part of our team and i just want to say this like so like the, the connection with the people that were doing it with us virtually and like all the connection that we had through instagram and the interaction like the two crew has never been stronger showed up. has never been stronger like we got our team like and that's what we and, and we said it from day one like that's why we did this we did this to be part of a team and grow a team like we're not like this podcast is to build a community to build a team and the two crew showed up this week and steve not not only virtually it's and it's ridiculous that it took us long to get to this point but also physically here you know the two crew here in the basement with us your wife erin knocking out her four by one by 48 megan i mean two two years in a row coming out for the the four by four by 48 she's the most experienced one here she's you know this this is unbelievable right because again trent's girlfriend has done this two years in a row so if you think trent is out of his mind crazy which he is He's dating somebody who's just as crazy as so, him, so, which so, is ridiculous. So Trent's girlfriend, quietly the best athlete in the room right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm not see, I, I guarantee you she could go for another... 12 hours she, she, could yes. do, she could do another 3 or 4 legs she, it was easy for her it was yeah. easy last her. year when she did it she was like oh it might be fun to get a full 2 marathons 52 so she was like I'm gonna add on 4 more miles in the last leg alright and let, let me finish my shoutouts here uh, you know our social media guy Chris who's been posting videos uh, he did sleep through probably the most important leg of the entire thing but you know it's all right. we don't have to bring that up but he's been getting stuff on the Instagram he's been doing a good job with that so that's, and then of course my wife who showed up at the perfect time she avoided all the nonsense she avoided all the smelly sweaty running all that stuff and showed up just in time for the party so you know the two crew is here physically to do the thing gotta love it and one last thing on the two crew we love you you're 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 the you're the you're the greatest team we've ever been part of but if you consider yourself part of the two crew and you haven't bought a singlet yet what do you do? Buy a damn singlet, all right? And, and also, I'm, I'm sorry that I like called a bunch of people stupid on the last podcast. I, should, I shouldn't have been so mean to our fans. <laughs> yeah, all you guys, just trash 75%, wishy-washy. I'm getting uh, all these texts from I people. was emotional. I was emotional at the moment. I shouldn't have been so mean. I love you guys. We, Craig Angles just took the 1500-meter heat, so shout out to him. Ooh, all right, boys. On that, I don't think that this has ever been more true. I would have run (laughs) faster. But I peaked way too early. Mike, hit me with the Josie.